This is the Get Better Everyday Podcast with Matt Gouget. Actionable advice from real-life superheroes who, just like you, are in relentless pursuit of the best version of themselves. Whether you're just getting started or have been at it for years, my hope is that this podcast injects you with some positive energy to continue doing what brings you joy. Join me as I interview the best of the best in business, sports, and life. Let's grow together. All right, all right, all right. I've got Maddie A., a good friend of mine, an entrepreneur and a, and a great dude. I'm excited to have you on today. Get better every day with Matt Gouget. Maddie A., let's start off. Just tell everybody who is Maddie A. Man, I mean, I'm uh, the, the simplest form is, you know, I'm a real estate investor, syndicator, developer, father, husband, um, and really just a student of life, always looking for my next teacher, looking to, you know, always put more tools on my tool belt to go out and continue, you know, unlocking new levels of wealth, happiness, freedom, fulfillment, impact, all of the stuff that I'm sure every single person that's listening to your show is looking to do. Yeah, for sure. And just for some context, you know, me and you have been jumping on a weekly call. You've been helping me personally um, get better every day. So I know you've got some insight into, into getting better every day. What I want to really have resonate with folks is that, you know, this isn't something that happens overnight. All the success you're seeing today isn't something that you just woke up one day and said, I want to be extremely successful and build a, a hotel from the ground up in Texas, right? It's been yep. years in the making. Um, so tell us a little bit too, because I love the, I love the, the saying that you'll overestimate what you can do in a year, underestimate what you can do in a decade. Where was Maddie A 10 years ago? And then tell us a little bit maybe about like things that you did between then and now to get better every day to put you in the position where you are today. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think every person that we look at, you know, that has some level of success that you admire uh, or some aspect of their life or their business or their influence you know, they, they all started somewhere. Bruce Lee wasn't Bruce Lee, you know, until he became Bruce Lee. And I have always been a big believer that, you know, I know you, you roll in jits, right. You know, every black belt started as a white belt, every master, you know, uh, and sensei started as a student. And, you know, for me, I try and just stay as humble as I possibly can, because early on in my life, it was not that, um, you know, it was driven by a lot of ego. And obviously that led me to getting into trouble. You know, I got uh, kind of a turbulent start, to be honest. I mean, I got expelled from high school. Um, I got arrested in college and was, you know, facing prison time. And a lot of it had to do with just who I was surrounding myself with. You know, you hang around four other people that are smoking and drinking and stealing and fighting and doing things that probably aren't that great. You're going to become the fifth person. And that was kind of a fork in the road moment in my life. You know, I was in late uh, teens, you know, early twenties. And that was what I called my, Oh shit moment in life really was like, Oh shit. If I don't do something about this, man, <laughs> it ain't going to be too good for me. And it was really one of those things where a lot of my audio and the words that would come out of my mouth were very incongruent with the video and the actions that I was taking. And, you know, I think as I started to get more honest with myself, I started to one, have real consequences of my actions, um, you know, looming over me. Um, it was one of those things of, do I want to take accountability and do something about it? 
And I think the people that I know and admire and have the greatest success is not the people who are ultimately, you know, perfect. It's the people who own their flaws and their mistakes, and they look to get better from their failures and fail forward and, you know, optimize and enhance themselves um, through humility and hard work and persistence. And I'm just one of those people that, you know, I, thankfully I had some people that spoke some wisdom into my life and believed in me in moments that I didn't believe in myself. And that is the power of being around the right people, right. Um, is, you know, when you necessarily aren't in a space mentally or physically that you can, you know, believe in yourself, having those individuals around you and being in proximity to peers and mentors and, you know, um, individuals that, you know, in, inspire and challenge you to become who you are and not see you as you, you know, are in that moment, I think is really, really critical. And so that led me to kind of finding my path in entrepreneurship. You know, I was a hustler in other areas of life that maybe weren't serving me or others at the highest level. Um, and I found a way to kind of, you know, put that purposefully and intentionally towards things that, you know, did align more with my core values. And that was another thing that was really, I think, important was getting clarity on what are my values? You know, what do I stand for? What don't I stand for? And as I started to get more and more clear and more aware and more aligned with who that version of myself was that I wanted to become, and obviously that's a constant evolution, you know, as you go through different seasons and stages in your life, um, that awareness gave me a chance to do something about it. Like, you know, it's one thing to get clear on something, which I think a lot of people lack clarity in a lot of areas of their life. And so they just kind of opt into by default things that are around them, conversations that are around them, environments that are around them, habits and disciplines that are around them, you know, people that are around them. And as I got clear and more aware of what I wanted and what path I wanted to go down, I'm a shit. I'm, I'm not the smartest. I'm not the fastest. I'm not the strongest, but I am a beast in terms of work ethic. And I'm just really, really consistent of grinding on the right things. Once I'm clear of what those things are every day. And so you do that for a decade or, you know, at least we'll just say in terms of my professional career as a real estate investor, entrepreneur, speaker, um, has been, you know, getting on the right path and just doing small little things consistently over an extended period of time that now, you know, in the moments maybe didn't feel or look, you know, sexy one to me or to maybe other people now all of a sudden are starting to look more sexy and compounding to get results, you know, and recognition that, um, most people don't have the stamina to stick with in order to get those things. And so when I look at the people who are most successful, you know, in business, life, sports, you know, marriages, it's not the people that are perfect or that have it all figured out. It's just the people that stay chopping wood at, you know, one core tree trunk or maybe a couple core tree trunks of life or business that you do that long enough over and over and over again, you're going to build a pretty cool log cabin that other people might want to come kick it and hang out in. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's what my journey has looked like, you know, starting in real estate, um, then graduating more towards, you know, wanting to build real wealth of not just making an income, but focusing on, you know, how do I take the income that I am making and continue to leverage it into, you know, wealth building assets that generate, you know, long-term passive income, mailbox money, unlock freedom. Um, and, you know, that has been really what has, you know, been stepping stones and breadcrumbs along this, 
path of, you know, my professional career that have led me to starting as a realtor who worked for free for the first 12 months, you know, and not knowing anything to then starting to flip houses and flipping hundreds of houses to then buying rentals to then buying commercial assets, now owning hotels, now building hotels. Um, so it's been a journey, man. And I think, you know, that's the beauty of this crazy thing we call life is, you know, everybody's got a path. I don't think one is any better or worse than, you know, the other, they're just all different and they are what we make of it. And I think that's, you know, up to each individual person on, you know, what perspective they see. And obviously I think a lot of people have privilege. A lot of people start, you know, maybe in different spots and have different hurdles and challenges, but at the end of the day, it all starts up here in between those two, you know, ears of ours. And and that's the battle you got to win every single day no matter what your circumstances. Yeah, I totally agree. A couple of things I took out of that, which I've heard from a lot of successful folks is consistency and that compounding effect. Like you said, consistently good is going to be occasionally great all the time. Yeah, I feel the same way. Not the smartest, not the fastest, but you, you give me a task. I'm going to, I'm going to go after it beast mode. Right. And I've got work ethic that, that, that I would put up against anybody. Right. Um, and that's, you know, that daily consistency and work ethic is, is what, you know, over a long enough time horizon, you know, most people are going to find success if they, if they hone in on the correct things, what I'd love to get out of you, um, because, you know, similar to you, I wasn't necessarily on the right path the whole time, right? I had to make a decision at a point in time to say, you know what, this path where I'm going isn't leading me to anywhere that I want to be, right? And I know, you know, in 2011, I kind of had an aha moment where I just decided like, I need new surroundings, new people um, for and, and nowadays, I have a lot of interesting conversations with people that come to me, or are maybe introduced to me, you know, this guy's not on the path he wants to be on. He's looking to, to you know, him or her looking to, to go down a different path. What advice would you give to folks who are just, you know, realizing like you did, you know, the people I'm surrounding myself with don't align with my values and where I'm looking to go. Like, how do you start to, you know, audit your circle and change, you know, your, your surroundings? Uh, that's probably the hardest part for people because the easiest narrative is to justify not doing it. I don't want to hurt their feelings. Uh, I would be a, you know, an insert, whatever name you want. If I did that, I, you know, don't know if I can have those conversations. You know, the reality of the situation is, is if you want a different result, the answer is you have to make a change, right? And the, instead of trying to change everything all at once, just make the next right choice. Like just do one right decision, one right conversation, one right action, that one small degree starts tweaking the trajectory, the path that you're on. But for me, I'm an all or nothing kind of guy. I'm an extreme <laughs> dude. So I just started, honestly, I ripped the bandaid off and, and I just said, Hey, you know, I went and had a conversation with a bunch of my friends that I was smoking weed and drinking with and getting in fights with and saying, Hey, I love y'all, but I love my future even more. And ultimately here's what I want to achieve. And here's where I want to go. And I want you guys to know that I honor, love and respect you, but this is what I'm going to be doing. And I hope that you can, you know, appreciate that and respect that. And if you don't, I I understand and I get it. If you want to come along with me, I got a seat in this bus for you too. And we can go on this journey together. 
And I think that's also part of leadership is having tough conversations and proving to yourself that you can do things and you can say things that are uncomfortable, but are also in service of yourself and are in service and with good intention for other people. They don't like to, they don't have to like to, you know, hear what you're going to say, but if they can respect it, right, then that's a good thing. If they don't, then that's maybe a relationship you need to cut loose and let go. And that might be your mom, your dad, that might be your best friend, that might be a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Like, if you want the outcome you say you want and the different path in life, if the people that are in your world on your bus are not congruent, aligned, right, and buying into what that looks like or what that's going to consist of, you either have to choose them and making them feel better or comfortable about themselves or what life they're doing or what decisions they're making or what conversations they're participating in or what environment they're staying in, or you got to choose yourself. I mean, it's not an easy answer, but it is the, it's the answer is you got to make a choice about what matters more to you. And I can say this is all the people that I was worried about, you know, having issues with me and going and doing my thing, man, they loved and supported me. We're like, dude, we was wondering when you were going to wake the hell up and stop doing <laughs> that shit with us. Yeah, you you might you might wake up and have one of those conversations and have somebody else like, I was waiting for you to say something, man. I want to head in that direction as well. Let's do it together. Absolutely. And the people that are haters and you know want to talk trash, good, cut them. Those are the people that you need to know about fast so you can get away from them and get them out of your life because they're energy vampires. They're those life suckers that don't want you to win. More people will not want you to win than there are people who want to celebrate your successes. But when you start getting on that path, you start to see those types of people as they get removed out of your life, who you weren't aligned with, by being clear and upholding what those standards are in your life, you start to allow room and space for the people who do align with that path, who do align with those values, who do align with those beliefs, those actions, those environments actually go, oh, there's room to go and kick it with that dude or to be in his world or to create opportunity together. And so one of, one of the quotes that changed my life was, um, I am a loving person, but my standards are not. And what I realized was one early on in my life, I didn't even have standards for myself or for other people. I didn't uphold what those standards were. And when I did get clear on what my standards were and I started to hold the bar and the line for myself, and I then started calling other people up to that bar in order to be in, to, in my world and for me to give my time and energy to, you know, things got really small before they started getting really big. But I had to prove to myself first that I was willing to make the hard decisions and choices. And so, you know, every quarter I do this exercise, by the way, it's just a line down the center of a piece of paper on the left side. It's a plus and a multiplication sign on the right side. It's a negative, a subtraction and a division sign. And I go through and I kind of audit all of the people I'm spending most of my time with. And if there's anybody that falls into that, like, man, they drain me, man, they gossip, man, they're complainers, man, they, you know, divide what my attention or energy or the relationships are in my life. I'll just go and have a conversation with them and just say, hey, you know, I was taking inventory of some stuff that's been going on. And, you know, I love and appreciate you. I'm a big believer in the You've heard me say this before the kiss, kill, kiss, you know, method is <laughs> like, it's one of the best kind of frameworks for, uh, 
having tough conversations is like, you can go in and love and appreciate somebody and acknowledge stuff that you like about them, but then you can call out or call up, you know, some of the things that need to change or that don't work for you, or that you'd like to see improvement in, or that can't happen. And then you can finish it off. But I hope that, you know, with this conversation, we're going to come out stronger and you can appreciate where I'm coming from and kiss, kill, kiss. Right. And so a lot of those times, right. Coming back to leadership is, you know, sometimes those people need to get called out and maybe they're not even aware of their bad mindset or the complaining or the gossiping or being negative, or maybe they just haven't had somebody, you know, hold them accountable to being a better version of themselves. And again, you can't control how other people are going to respond, but you can keep your side of the table clean and do what you need to do to stay in alignment with your values and where you're going and not let anybody derail you from that. And oftentimes people will, step their game up after that and be like, thank you. Like you changed my life because you called me out when I was in a dark place or when I was doing X, Y, and Z or stuff I knew I shouldn't have been doing. Right. Or they're going to go F you dude. And that's okay. That gives me permission to say, Hey, I did what I needed to do. I had the conversation. I honored that person. That was their choice, their decision. Let's, let's rock and roll, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So ultimately, yeah, it's, it's with good intention, right? That that you're, you know, calling awareness to something and and a lot of people appreciate that, right? But my, my closest friends, my, my folks that I know love me the most are the most honest with me. My wife does not hold back. She tells me exactly (laughs) how she's feeling, why she's feeling it, things I'm doing right, things I'm doing wrong. So, you know, I know the feedback is pure, right? Whether I want to hear it or not in the moment, like, Hey, you know, you're falling short here. You're doing well here, whatever the case may be. Like that's, that's the best uh, type of feedback. uh, Some of the greatest moments and opportunities of growth for me in my life have been some of the rawest, most honest, truthful, sometimes hurtful, but truthful information that I needed to hear. And what it comes down to is you want those people in your life because they see something in you that might be a gap or might be something you can improve in that could completely transform your life if you decide to do something about it. Like healthy tension, healthy friction is good when two people can have an honest conversation with one another, call each other up, you know, maybe you don't even agree, right? Like, but you guys can at least hear each other's perspectives and based on a common collective goal or based on just, you know, what you're trying to achieve, you can have an opportunity through awareness to step up and do something different going forward. And that's what I'm always looking for. I call it being a weaponized human. Like, you know, me having success is only a result of me having a lot of failures and having a lot of call outs and a lot of honest conversations with myself and a lot of face plants and saying, I just need to get better then. Like, I don't want to be right. I just want to win. So when somebody points out something that I think is going to help me win as much as it might hurt, like I had somebody, you know, one of my mentors, I think I've told you this, right? You know, we were hiking Machu Picchu and I was making great money and I was like 24 years old and I thought I was balling and this and that. And this dude's worth, you know, a couple hundred million. Um, but he's a good mentor and a good friend. And he was like asking me questions about my PL and my balance sheet. And, you know, I was like, dude, I'm just, bro, I'm making seven figures. Like, leave me alone. Like, you know, like, and he's like, you'll never be anywhere close to as successful as I am if you can't learn how to manage your PL, your balance sheet, set projections, manage budgets, and 
know your numbers. If I ask you a question like X, Y, or Z, and you can't give me a real truthful, honest answer, you're not a business owner. You just know how to make money, dude. You're just a salesperson. You're not a business owner. And that really pissed me off. I was like, the fuck is this guy telling me that I'm not a business owner? Like I'm 24 years old, killing it. Right. (laughs) And that was something that I was like, well, hold on. I want to be a badass business owner. So if he's telling me, like, is there truth in that? And then, right. And then you go down the rabbit hole and you start retooling. And and that conversation gave me the opportunity to say, I need to get better at my finances. What does that look like? Well, that's been a journey for the last seven, eight years as a business owner, getting better at my finances and ultimately, you know, leading to breakthroughs and ceilings that I was banging my head up against, you know, now just our normal floors that I operate within. So those are the types of things that ultimately, you know, yes, come back to your, your peer group and the environment, but again, comes back to, can you handle the truth and what are you going to do about it to unlock the next level of yourself and being weaponized and having all these tools on your tool belt. It's the people that, you know, consistently put themselves in the arena and get their ass kicked and get their face, you know, ran through the mud that stand back up and go, all right, well, I learned something there, right? New tool on the tool belt. Next time that happens, I know how I'm going to deploy this a little bit differently and use this and leverage that and make different decisions. And, um, and that's why I got such a massive amount of respect for, you know, people that consistently put themselves in areas of transparency is because when you're, when you're transparent, you're vulnerable and being vulnerable, whether that's emotionally as a man in your relationship with other men and friends or in your marriage, or opening up your books in your business, or talking about stuff that most people like, that's tough shit. But if you can get into a place where you know, as uncomfortable that as as that is, also what on the other side, it unlocks for you, you almost become a glutton for this punishment, because you know, what kind of opportunity it creates, not only in your physical world, but what is going on in your mind, which all of that, right? plays off of one another. So I think I always commend people for, you know, being transparent and vulnerable. Cause I think that's one of the hardest things to do, like going and doing the work on the right things. That's tough, but like giving yourself an opportunity to even understand what kind of work you need to do. That's even tougher. Yeah. And I, and I totally agree that like the more success I've seen, it seems like I get to failure faster, right? I'm, I'm, I'm falling forward faster. And in my business, I'm like, you know, it used to be every week I'd find something wrong and I have to fix it. Now it's every day, right? With, yeah. as, as you grow in and more, it's like, okay, now I'm going to have multiple things per day that go wrong because we're growing, we're moving forward. And, and like, no doubt as you grow, you're going to just fail more. And the more you can fail, the more you become comfortable with the uncomfortable feeling of doing something wrong, the faster that you can grow, you know, scale a business. Um, and I'd love to, to, to jump into stuff that, you know, might be on the same topic of getting better every day, but not necessarily in business. I know that you know, your success is an umbrella, right? It's not just like growing the biggest business. It's being a great husband. It's, it's being a great father, um, you know, challenges like 75 hard and whatnot, like some areas where I haven't, I haven't reached the mountaintop yet. Right. So, so I'm, I'm asking for the audience's sake. I'm also asking for, for, for my sake, like, how do you, you know, maybe some actionable advice for, for daily disciplines around, 
other areas of life that people want to get better every day, whether that's their health, whether that's a marriage, whether that's, you know, as a parent or, or in other relationships they've got. Um, what are some things that you've had success with? Because I know you've been successful in, in a lot of these areas um, and, and maybe some actionable advice around daily disciplines. I mean, I'm, um, I'm somebody that does well in frameworks because I'm all over the place. So when you give me bumpers to certain bowling alleys of life, I will make sure that I knock down pins. And after a while within the right framework and making the right tweaks, all bowl spares and strikes pretty consistently. I think too many people have the excuse that they don't have the time. And so what I've tried to do is really blend my life into 365 days a year, seven days a week, not five and two, five on and two off. So you know, every framework that I do, my whole life includes balance. My whole life every day includes balance. It includes grinding. It includes love. It includes fun. It includes all the stuff that I want in my life. And that's been an evolution of kind of finding what rhythms work for me. And obviously that depends on the season of life you're in and maybe what sacrifices you have to make, or, Hey, this is a season of grind, or maybe this is a season of fun and play. I don't know. Um, but at the end of the day, there is some level of balance in all of those things. And, you know, for me, my axis of my life starts with my marriage. Like if me and my wife aren't good, I've identified everything else is all fucked up too. You know, that's just the reality of the situation. So one of our frameworks is we call it the relationship recharge, three questions Every Sunday, no matter how busy we are, you know, what's going on during the week, how much chaos, how much we fought, how much we made love, how much whatever relationship recharge. What did I do well this week? What could I have done better? What do you have coming up this week that I can support you in? Those three questions are just a simple way of no matter if our paths are converging or diverging or whatever, we're always coming back together, hearing it from the other person, getting that honest feedback. That's our arena for consistently working on our relationship and giving us the ability to make sure we're moving things in the right direction, right? We have weekly date nights, we have monthly overnights, and then we have a quarterly, hopefully weekend getaway. Those are some of the things that we've identified framework-wise allow us to keep working on our marriage, keeping it a priority, right? I do board meetings with my kids once a quarter. I do one full day where they get to choose and do anything that they want just with us one-on-one. -on -one. So it's me one-on-one -on -one with them, right? My other daughter will go one-on-one -on -one with, you know, my wife. And then we flip-flop. It's that one-on-one -on -one day. Those are frameworks that allow me to stay connected with the kids and understand what they're doing. And of course, right, we at least have one hour of play every single day, uninterrupted, no phones, things like that. When it comes to my health, I work out 365 days a year. Sometimes it might just be a walk around my neighborhood. But like picking things that you know you can consistently do no matter what happens, no matter how stressed out you are, no matter how busy you are, no matter if you're traveling, no matter if you're hungover, no matter whatever, like identifying frameworks that you know you can do at a bare minimum, 365 days a year. Again, I'm all about rhythm and momentum. And so keeping momentum in the areas that I know have me at least give me the best chance to be as optimized and weaponized to get success in the areas or gardens of life that I care about. You know, I don't want to just be, I met so many people 
over the course of my journey so far that, you know, are millionaires and they're bankrupt in their health. They're bankrupt in their relationships with their spouses. They're bankrupt in their quality relationships with their kids. Like they don't care about anything but their money. And I believe that there's no amount of success that's worth any six, uh, failure at home. So like that was number one. I wanted to make sure that I was a millionaire in all areas of my life. And that's why I started the Millionaire Mindcast. I just wanted to start interviewing other people that were crushing it financially, but were millionaires in their health, were millionaires in their marriages, millionaires in their parenting, millionaires in their philanthropy, millionaires in their businesses, all of that kind of stuff. And so, you know, as we all know, success leaves clues. Like what works for one person may not work for me, but the more data that I can get up on the data dashboard and say, my definition of a rich and happy and fulfilling and successful, wealthy, abundant life looks like this. This is my definition. This is what I'm working towards. All of that data, I can go, okay, well, that actually would serve me and that would too. And I'm going to leave that off to the side and I'm going to do this, right? And so when I go back and say, I'm a student of life and I'm always looking for my next teacher, I mean, my kids teach me something every day. I talked to a homeless dude this morning that was literally dumpster diving in you know, my um, office parking lot. And he taught me something today about just like kindness. And, you know, like there, so there's always, there's always a perfect model for what you're solving for. Like you and I have talked about this, whatever your business model is and goals are that you want out of your business, there's a perfect plan for that. If you want to be worth 10 million bucks in 10 years, there's a plan for that. If you just want to make $10,000 a month, you know, to cover your bills and go and travel and have fun, there's a plan for that. You want to have a successful marriage. You want to be healthy. There's a plan for that. So like, I'm just a big believer in staying curious and identifying what is it being clear? Like, what is your North star? What's your vision? What are you moving towards? Because based on that, then we can reverse engineer our way there and figure out the right systems and tools and frameworks and people that will help you go and unlock that. But most people, when I ask them, like, what is that for them? It's like, oh, Like, you know, and so getting that clarity, like life, in my opinion, I think one of the biggest things is one clarity, two is awareness. Like when you know you're off track, cool. Just admit that you're off track and go back to the habits and disciplines that swing the pendulum back in the other direction and get you more back on track, course correct, right? When you're crushing it, be aware of like, holy shit, I'm crushing it right now. What's going on? What am I doing? Who am I with? What's what's going on in my world, right? And just go do more of that stuff. So like awareness and that moment to moment ability to double down or to pivot, to tweak, to adapt, I think is such a great skill set for creating more happiness, for creating more impact, for creating more income. Um, and that's something, that's a muscle that I try and exercise through my routines, my rhythms. So morning routines. And then really for me, like mine is evening routine. Like sometimes my mornings are screwed, you know, whether it's with the kids or, you know, I got calls with people on the East coast or people overseas or whatever it is. Sometimes my mornings, like I don't have a morning routine sometimes, but my evening routine is ultimately what sets my mornings up for success allows me to hit the ground running. And of course I've got morning routines that are staples and and that kind of stuff. But I would say 
find things, disciplines and habits that you know you can do consistently over and over and over and over again, because you build trust and momentum with yourself when you can execute on those things over and over and over and over again, until they just become part of your DNA. It just becomes who you are. It's just normal. Like, how does that guy do that? To me, I'm like, I don't know. I just do it. Like, it's just right. But it wasn't like that always, you know? And so that's where it's like, just start with one and then maybe two and then three. Right. Until again, ceiling, it was hard for you. Now it's just your floor. It's normal. It's just what you do. So I try and identify those kind of things. And again, it all comes back to tweaks and adaptations based on, you know, what's going on in my world. What season am I in? Right. Yeah. I think, I think that's important for people to hear is that, you know, there's, there's people that have done what you're looking to do. There's people at a place where you're looking to go. Uh, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just look at what they're doing and you go, okay, I can do that. Right. And then you constantly chunk at it and you say, okay, I'm moving closer to that person or I'm not. And then you reevaluate and you got to, you know, do more or, or get more clear on, on where you're going. But yeah, some folks, that's the first step, right. Is trying yep. to figure out like, what are you working towards? Because when yeah. you're clear on that, then you can devise a plan to start working towards it. Then you reevaluate it as you're going. Like, am I doing enough to work towards that? Am I am I not doing enough? Am I a little bit off course or whatever the case may be? Um, so I love all that stuff, brother. And and I really, you know, uh, love all, all the sage advice that I get from you on a, on a weekly basis, condensing it here into a, into a podcast. Um, before we wrap up, I'd love to hear too, because, um, you know, talked about where you're on the wrong path, you got on the, on the right path, you know, over the last 10 or 15 years, you know, you've seen, um, an amazing amount of success, you know, on a bunch of different levels, you know, personal in your health in your marriage in, in your business, what do you, what's, what's your vision casting for 10 years from now? I'm, I'm genuinely curious, you know, where's Maddie a 10 years from now, um, in, in life and in business and the whole, whole thing. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, business wise, I've got a vision for that in terms of, you know, I'm in my hospitality brand. So, you know, having a boutique hotel portfolio that truly does create epic experiences, you know, the technology is going to be a big piece of what I'm doing and what I'm leveraging and how I'm going to be creating experiences in hotels and epic locations around the world. You know, one of the things that I love about real estate is like, ooh, cash flow, tangible asset, tax benefits, all the great things, right? But the one thing that hospitality really brought to light for me and, and became the, you know, aha moment of this is where I want to spend the rest of my career was the fact that I can truly create experiences and memories for people that real estate assets like my liquor store and my convenience, you know, strip center can't do. I can't take one, my family to go and experience those things. And I can't, you know, allow other people to go and enjoy and experience those types of real estate investment assets the way I can with hospitality. So, you know, my goal and vision there is to ultimately, you know, we're going to create a boutique hospitality brand that is, you know, I mean, we're, we're already going down the rabbit trail of, you know, 3D art mapping, augmented reality, VR, and how all of that, you know, with art, with spirits, with food, with all kinds of different aspects tie into hospitality, that technology is now creating, you know, a new door for us to walk through. So that's part of the, you know, the vision and the brand there um, and just continuing to build wealth, 
you know, it, I would say there, it started as a very money driven purpose journey for me when I got into real estate. Now this is just all about just like passion and purpose and fun. Um, when it comes to my wife and my kids, very clear and simple, it's to stay as connected, close, and, you know, to build the, to, to remain in alignment with our core values and to build, you know, a level of, um, opportunity and, and to model what, you know, successful, healthy, happy humans look like, you know, like I don't really care what they do or who they become as long as they stay aligned with our core values. I, Cause we're clear on what our core values are. And so those are the things that, you know, wherever that takes us and takes them, I don't know, dude, life is, you know, it, it changes so fast and so rapidly, you know, like your quote, you said at the end of the, uh, at the beginning of the show was like, so much can be achieved in a 10 year timeline. I mean, I look at who I've become and what I've unlocked over the last 10 years of my life. Um, I do like to say, you know, have a direction that you want to go in and have an intention and a purpose behind why you want to do it. And through awareness, I'll find ways of connecting dots and course correcting along the way. But it's all going to come back to the foundation of my core values. Who am I? What do I stand for? What do I believe in? What do I not believe in? Who do I want to do it with? Who do I not want to do it with? And I'm okay with wherever the chips may fall as long as I stay in alignment with those things. Yeah. I love it, man. I, I love you as a friend, you know, as, as a as you, business brother. owner. As, as a husband and father. So, you know, the get better everyday audience, you know, might be, you know, looking towards you as like, Hey, this is a guy I might want to model. This is a guy. Um, so, so where can people find you? Where, where can they check you out online, follow what you're doing in the hospitality business and with the millionaire mindcast and all that other stuff? Yeah. I mean, our hot hotels are uh, play park hospitality or playparkhotels.com. Um, you know, podcast millionaire mindcast.com. We're top, you know, 100, 200 podcasts and entrepreneurship and business in the world. Um, and, you know, I've been doing that for seven years. So, you know, Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays, we come out with all kinds of cool content for entrepreneurs, business owners, investors, wealth builders, um, people that are just, you know, again, looking to be that whole life millionaire. Uh, so they can check it out there. I'm on, you know, Instagram, TikTok, all the platforms, uh, official Maddie A, or you can just go to my website, mattachison.com. And, you know, I always love connecting with, uh, new listeners, uh, you can text me at 844-447-1555 and say what up. Say you heard me on the show. Sweet, man. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate you, brother. Cheers. This is Matt Gouget. Just wanted to give you a quick thank you for listening to the Get Better Every Day podcast. Hopefully you're inspired to go out there and get better every day. If you could, please do us a huge favor and leave a five-star review if you found any value in this. Share it with your friends. Again, thanks for listening and go out there and get better every day.